The following is paid commercial programming. Third-party rankings are no guarantee of future investment success. Working with a highly rated advisor does not ensure that a client or prospective client will experience a high level of performance. Investment performance is not an explicit criterion because clients' investments goals differ. These ratings should not be construed as an endorsement of the advisor by any client. Generally, rankings are based on information prepared and submitted by the advisor. Statements saying that we told our clients to be out of the market in 2008 referred to recommendations made by MMWKM's principals while employed at Eagle Strategies LLC. The team that manages accounts at MMWKM are the same individuals with that responsibility at Eagle Strategies and at Cambridge Research from 2009 to 2011. MMWKM was created in 2011 and uses the same exit strategy. A more thorough disclosure of the criteria used in making these rankings is available by contacting MMWKM Advisors LLC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Money Matters. And here's your host, Ken Moray. We're in the money. We're in the money. We've got a lot of what it takes to get along. We're in the money. We are in the skies money. Are the skies are sunny. And old man recession, you are through, you have done us wrong, or so it seems. Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe, and this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about the stock market. We're going to talk about President Trump and his uh, testing positive. We're going to talk about the economy, where we go from here. We have so much to talk about. I can't wait to dive into it. But before we do that, let me introduce myself. I am Ken Morafe, the host of Money Matters with Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. I am a founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. And all that we talk about on this show, these are the things that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And you know, one of the things that- I feel the need, the need. Speed. Ow! <laughs> okay, I'll take that. The, I do feel the need for speed now that you say that. Uh, but anyway, back to the show. Thank you, Jack. Um, we do work primarily with people who are retired or retiring soon. So if you're if you are that, then we'd love to to meet you. We'd love to help you if we can. And our website is rpoa.com. And uh, recently, for uh, uh, Barons named Moi, your faithful host, one of the top 100 financial advisors, and actually eight years in a row they did that. So uh, obviously, we're proud of that. But without our clients, we would be nowhere. We know that. So all you clients, we love you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're, let me go over with you what we're going to talk about on this, our weekly excursion into the land of retirement planning. So first of all, we're going to talk about uh, the big news, which is uh, Trump, uh, President Trump tested positive. And uh, what does that mean? Where does that, uh, does that change the dynamics? All, you know, what, what is all that about? And how should we uh, adapt to that? So we'll talk about that. 
Also this week, I want to go over with you seven things to do before retiring. So we're going to go through a checklist with you, seven things to do before retiring. And so many of you may be in that mode and we want to help you to get all your ducks in a row. And of course, it's like a like an airline pilot, right? You got your checklist before you fly and we're going to have your checklist before you retire. Now, also, as we do every week, we're going to talk about social security strategies for married couples this week. And, uh, you know, one of the things I would say that we talk about with clients and prospective clients, pro you know, maybe every single day uh, is social security planning. It's one of the largest sources of income for most people when they retire and doing it properly is important. And so we want to talk about that. Now, also this week, I want to, as you guys may know, the foundational philosophy behind our um, management of our clients' money is that protection, that growth is important, but protection of principle is even more important. So obviously growth, we want to grow money, That's that goes without saying, but what we believe is that protecting what you've built is more important than that because if you lose that then you can lose the income that it takes to provide you during your your retirement and so this week I want to I want to kind of change that dynamic and talk about it in a way that maybe will help you to crystallize how we think and that is treat your retirement like you would running a business and truly, you know, if you think about your retirement, once you've retired, what you're going to do uh, in, in most cases is you're not going to have wages. You're going to be managing your retirement from an income flow, meaning Social Security and other sources of income, from an outgo, which is your expenses, your cost of living, your taxes and all that kind of stuff. And then you have a net income, which is the money left over. And so running your retirement like a business, we think makes a lot of sense. So we want to go over with you how to run your, how to treat your retirement like running a business. Now, you know what, Jack, most shows would stop right there. Most shows would say, you know what, if we did just that, we have done more than our listening audience could possibly want from a financial show. Somebody stop me. <laughs> Don't you dare stop me because on this show, do we only go where people expect us to? Of course we don't. We boldly go where no financial show has gone before. And therefore, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the living trust, which I believe is one of the most oversold, underneeded trusts ever devised by lawyers. But you know what? It is a way to leave to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor. And so we're going to talk about the living trust, what it does, and what, more importantly, what it doesn't do. So we're going to have that for you. you. We're on a mission from God. We are definitely that. Yes, thank you. Is that Elroy? Is that his name? The, the Blues Brothers? Uh, so yes, so at, ten, at about 10 till, we will have our estate tip of the week. And we'll talk about the do's, the don'ts, what it does, what it doesn't do, the living trust. Okay, so we'll have that. So we have a show that is chock full of uh, awesome, incredible, interesting, entertaining information. And uh, so, but before we do that, you know, I want to tell you that... Uh, Next Friday, Friday, October 9th, is surgery day for me. Um, I'm going to be having my shoulder. I tore my rotator cuff playing tennis. And so I'm going to be having uh, rotator cuff surgery. And uh, I've talked to a lot of people. It's surprising how many people have had that done. 
And uh, I haven't had anybody tell me it's a pleasant experience, although I guess no surgery is that. But apparently uh, rotator cuff surgery is one of the ones that requires a long recovery. And uh, so I am definitely not looking forward to that. But uh, so next week's show will be recorded. It won't be a live uh, record. It, it won't be a live show on Friday like we normally uh, produce. Uh, we'll be actually doing it on Thursday because Friday I'll be in surgery. I asked the surgeon if I could do it while he's operating on me. And he said, uh, nah, no, I don't think so. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. So let's talk about uh, uh, Trump testing positive And what does that mean? Now, obviously, it is a massive event you know god forbid if 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 it makes him very sick or worse uh, you know he he dies from it although from what i understand right now uh he has mild uh, uh signs of it and so hopefully he'll recover from it but let, let's uh, assume the worst what what we view this as is of course it'll be it'll be disruptive uh the investors one thing that they absolutely do not like is uncertainty and so when you have this kind of a situation where you don't know what's going to happen, you don't know if he's going to be able to run for president, you don't know all this stuff, that causes people to take pause. It causes people to become uncertain. And uh, investors, uh, traditionally, the more secure they are in their decision, the more likely they are to make it. And the less secure they are, the more likely they are to uh, you know, not want to make a, an investing decision. And so we believe that what this may do is accelerate the urgency of uh, the Mnuchin-Pelosi negotiations to get a stimulus package done. So in a kind of crazy backward way, uh, the announcement of uh, President Trump having COVID symptoms may accelerate getting the, the uh, stimulus package. And uh, we believe, as we've talked about uh, on this show over the last several weeks now, that the most important thing to keep your eye on is that stimulus package. Because 70% of our economy is driven by consumer spending. And if the consumer doesn't have any money because 30 or 40 million of our consumers are unemployed, then that could have a very detrimental effect on, on the economy, on profits, and therefore the stock market. And so if a package is forthcoming, we believe that the stock market investors will find that to be something to, to, uh, to rally against. And we think that uh, we could see the markets go up from here if that happens. So it's it's a crazy weird thing but it appears that, that the the president that the president having covid symptoms may actually have accelerated the the need for congress to pass a stimulus package which may in fact turn out to be a plus for the markets so even though uh, the news for president trump and and uh, you know it, it, it's awful we we wish him all the best um, we don't think that this in and of itself is going to be the thing that causes the economy to tank and therefore the stock market to tank. It still remains whether or not Mnuchin and Pelosi can make a deal. And uh, we believe that they will. It's just a matter of when, not if. And, uh, you know, they all, those politicians, they want to get home and start campaigning. And uh, she's making them stay in Washington until they have a deal, to her credit. I, I, I give her credit for that. And so we hope that there will be a deal and consumers will have money to continue to pay their bills, their mortgages, their, the, the, the uh, rent and food and all the rest of it. Because folks, believe me, if the consumer doesn't have any money, the people who are unemployed, those 30 or 40 million people that are unemployed right now, that would be a severe drag on the economy. And we could see the market drop 
significantly from here. And as you guys know, our, uh, we, we have an invest and protect philosophy, which means that uh, protection of principle is very, very important. And so we will go defensive if we see the need for that. But right now, we, we, uh, we don't see that. So we'll keep you posted on where we stand. Now, I want to tell you that we have uh, seminars coming up that uh, we'd like for you to attend on uh, retirement planning during these uncertain times. We also have a uh, Medicare uh, seminar coming up that, uh, you know, enrollment is coming up soon here in, in October. And uh, those of you turning 65 within the next three months, you should also watch that. Very, very important decisions that you need to make. You need to sign up for it. And uh, also uh, during the enrollment period, those of you who are of, of uh, Medicare age, uh, you need to review your uh, 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 Part B, your Part D of your Medicare to make sure that your doctors are still on there, your medications are still on there, that you're getting the best pricing. Uh, so all of those things are all coming around here in the month of October, and we have a, a virtual seminar on that. So you can go to our website. It's rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. Now, uh, we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about seven things to do before you retire. Okay, so we're going to have that checklist for you. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters, and I am Ken Morayf. We are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. Thank you, Jack. And I am founder and senior retirement planner at Retirement Planners of America. And we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired, retiring soon. And if that is you, then this show is designed for you. And all of the ideas that we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And you know, recently, Financial Times named our financial advisory firm one of the top 300. And uh, of course, we're very proud of that designation. We are thankful for that. But we know that without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be nowhere. So all you clients, uh, we love you. We thank you. And uh, we dedicate everything that we do to you. And uh, wow, I feel good. <laughs> and I do feel good. And this is uh, we we're going to talk now about uh, seven things to do before retiring. And you know, most shows would give you what, maybe five. You know, if you're lucky, maybe six. But do we stop at that? No, we give you the full Monty, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give you all seven of the things that we think you should be looking at when you are preparing for retirement. So let's go ahead and dive into those seven things and give you your checklist. So the first thing we're going to look at is decide where you plan to live. You know, there are different things that people want. You know, I, I met a couple that decided they wanted to move to Arkansas. Uh, they wanted to live out in the country. They wanted to be away from, they wanted to be miles away from the next nearest human being. And their cost of living got reduced significantly from living in a big city. Other people want to live in the mountains. You may want to, so look at where you want to live and decide what the cost of living is going to be there and does it suit your needs, etc., etc. Number two is, what will you do when you retire? You know, um, AARP did a study years ago, and they, they looked at what are the most stressful events in someone's life. And believe it or not, uh, you know, the top two, of course, are loss of a loved one, divorce. But then number three was retirement. 
It's kind of crazy to think about. You know, you work all your life, you save your money, you do all this stuff so that you can retire. And then when you're about to retire, it's the most stressful, the third most stressful event in your life. The way, to, the way that we believe to do that is to start thinking about what are you going to do when you retire. Start planning ahead. Start doing stuff. If you want to volunteer, if you want to do a part-time job, if you want to go fishing, whatever it is, start doing it a little bit and start transitioning into that and think about that and you'll make the whole process a lot less stressful, we believe. Number three, our view is that when you retire, so should your debt be retired. Okay, so what that means is if you have a mortgage, if you have credit cards, car uh, loans, all that kind of stuff, once you retire, we believe you should have all of that paid off and have no debt. Why? Because when you have no debt, we, we view you as very financially secure because if all heck breaks loose and your investments go down and everything else goes terribly, you know, you can turn off all the lights in your house and the candle on your living room table will be your energy bill and the tomatoes you grow in the backyard is your food bill. I mean, in theory, you could live on practically nothing if you have your debt paid off. The reverse is not true. If you have bad times, uh, mortgage people are not going to say, we understand and you don't have to pay your mortgage anymore. So um, pay off all your debt, have, be debt free. Number four, considering, I'm sorry, consider cutting down on the risk in your investments. You know, one of the things that uh, we look at is that once you retire, you're now on defense. You're no longer on offense. You know, when you're younger, you're growing, you're investing, you're, you know, you're more, potentially more aggressive. Once you are getting near retirement, you need to start thinking about defending what you've built from, you know, a bear market, from, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. So you kind of have to think defensively, think about maybe reducing the amount of risk that you should have. Number five, consider what income you can expect. Okay, so where are you going to get your sources of income from Social Security? Do you have a pension? Do you have real estate? Do you have a rich uncle that's going to send you money? You know, where are you going to get sources of income? And one of the things that we do is what we call a retirement cash flow plan. And what we do is we look at all sources of income, all expenses, and we gather those all together and we, can, and we create an income cash flow retirement plan for you. Number six, and this one's very important, and that is consider health care. You know, a lot of times we have, if, particularly if you're going to retire before Medicare, you got to think about your, your health care expenses. Um, we've met people who want to live abroad when they retire. You know, they want to go live in Costa Rica or something. Well, that's fine, but think about what the health care is going to be like over there. Are there adequate facilities where you're going to go? What's it going to cost? All that kind of stuff. Now, the other thing also is to uh, apply for Social Security and uh, Medicare three months early, okay? It's very important in our view that you get your, you know, particularly with Medicare, if you are late getting your Medicare enrollment when you turn 65, there are penalties that could last literally for years and years, thousands and thousands of dollars in penalties, and you don't want that to happen to you. So apply for it, uh, do your social security planning, figure out the best ways to get it, how, when, who, and then apply three months early for social security and that's something you know our uh, uh, all of our advisors are our retirement planners they all have uh, the rcfp designation and uh, so they are trained in social security to help you to make those decisions so this whole discussion has been very self-serving i will tell you because we would love to help you with every single one of those things on the checklist so if you want to avail yourself of that all you have to do is go to our website it's rpoa.com retirementplannersofamerica.com and uh, when you're there you can click on meet with an advisor 
Um, and what we'll do is we'll schedule a time to visit with you virtually. So from the comfort of your home, you can uh, go through and we'll look at the re retirement cash flow plan. We'll help you make social security decisions, Medicare decisions if you're uh, of that age. We'll help you to build a plan to pay down your debt if you still have some. We'll look at uh, how much risk is appropriate for you. So all the things that I just talked about, we want to help you and de develop a plan for you. And we want to do that all at no charge or obligation. I love it. And well, you should. And uh, so now with that, you know, if you sign up for that and we spend time with you and we can, if we can help you, that is fantastic. We love it. We're so grateful. Uh, and if we can't, we're going to tell you that too. So either way, there is no charge. There's no obligation. And we will part friends. So I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. And I think it is too. So our website is rpoa.com and uh, you can sign up for that. Now also in the coming week, speaking of Medicare, it's a very important time. Medicare enrollment is coming up. And so if you have your part B and your part D um, and your part C, <laughs> I mean your part C and your part D, uh, you, if you're on Medicare, you know what I'm talking about. It's an important time to review those. Also, if you are gonna be 65 soon, you need to get on so, uh, Medicare. And so we're gonna, we have uh, virtual seminars on that uh, here in this next week that uh, I, I would like for you to attend if you can. So all of this is at rpoa.com. All right, we're gonna take a break and when we come back, we're gonna talk about uh, social security strategies for married couples. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morayf. We are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morayf. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morayf. Thank you, Jack. And I've been, I am founder of Retirement Planners of America, and I'm a senior retirement planner. I've been doing this now for over 20 marvelous, wonderful, and very exciting years. And all of the ideas that we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And, uh, you know, if you are over 50, if you are retired or retiring soon, then uh, that's who we want to work with. It's who we want to help. And uh, our entire practice is designed around uh, helping people to accomplish their retirement goals. And we have two goals for you. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And, uh, you know, it's funny because uh, at one time we polled our clients and we said, you know, do you like having your money last longer than you do or as long as you do? And it was really funny because clients said, actually, I want the last check I write the bounce. The kids can, you know, I've raised them. It's on them now. So I'm going to spend it all. So we said, okay, fine. Then we want your money to last as long as you do. So everything that we do is around that. And one of the biggest areas that it's, it's important to look at is social security and uh, you know social security is is extremely complex in fact i think that if there was a gold medal for complexity um i really believe that that the uh, social security and uh, the government would win the gold medal every year because they Houston, are we have a problem yes indeed we do uh they are extremely adept at creating complexity so um what we do every week is we want to help you with some ideas on how to how to uh, learn about social security improve it but i think the best way is uh you know because everybody's situation is different is to talk with somebody that has training that has uh, been educated in that area and we have people available to you and all you have to do is go to our website rpoa.com and, and uh, click on meet with an advisor and we will be happy happy to sit down with you and see if we can help you uh, with your uh, social security planning. So let's go over some questions. The first question I have here is uh, I am 66 years old and uh, 
my uh, I filed for benefits at age 64. Um, I wasn't working, so I started to receive my benefits. Several months later, I suspended my benefit and I did not repay what I received. I just suspended my future payments. Now, the question is, if I hadn't received any benefits until about a month ago when I started drawing my own uh, benefit at age 66. So here's the question. Can I repay the benefits I received and file for a spousal benefit now, meaning on my, on my wife? Uh, is it too late? It would be definitely be to my advantage for me to take my uh, Social Security based on my, on my wife. Well, the answer is it is too late, okay, because you opened your record two years ago and you only have 12 months within which you can repay your benefits and, re and essentially restart the whole process. So you cannot file uh, if you've already done that within one year, so sorry. Uh, another question here I have, is there an, any advantage to taking a spousal benefit before the end of one year rather than waiting until the next year? Okay, can I get payments retroactive back to the start of the year? A friend of mine is getting a lump sum payment of approximately $13,000 from Social Security for this reason. Is it possible? Um, sometimes they do pay six months retroactive benefits, but only if you are eligible for benefits during that six-month period and never back to a period before your full retirement age. Okay, so if you just turn 66, you will not get retroactive benefits. So it's, it's, again, you have to be careful of the timing of all these things before you try to make any decisions. So again, I hope I've illustrated, probably you, what you just heard made no sense to you at all, right? Well, that's my point. Social Security is extremely complicated, and it's, if you don't do it correctly, you could potentially leave thousands of dollars, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime on the table. And we don't want you to do that. So we want to help you with that. So if you go to our website, we have lots of videos, we have articles, we have podcasts on social security strategies, social security planning. And more importantly, you can visit with one of our retirement planners and uh, they will sit down with you and devise a social security retirement plan for you. Uh, they are trained in that and they can help you with it. Now, when you do visit with our retirement planners, we don't only want to talk with you about social security, okay? Because th there's lots of things. We want to talk about retirement cash flow, diversification of your portfolio. Uh, we want to talk about, do you have what we call your magic number? Meaning, do you have enough money to retire on? We want to talk about uh, what to do with your 401k, your profit sharing plans at work. So we, we want to build a, an entire retirement plan for you, no charge or obligation. And if we can help you, that is just fantastic. And if not, we're going to tell you that too. So either way, there is no charge. There's no uh, obligation. And we will part friends. So we want to... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, also, you know, this uh, this coming week, we do have, uh, since it is Medicare enrollment time uh, in October, a very important time. So we have uh, some virtual seminars on Medicare enrollment, uh, particularly on uh, making sure that your Part C and Part D is up to speed. But for those of you who are turning 65 soon, you need to get enrolled as well. And we're going to talk about that. So it's a very important time now for Medicare. And we have uh, virtual seminars coming up this week for that. So uh, go to our website, our poa.com for all of the above. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about treating your retirement like running a business and why we think that is so important to think that way. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. 
Thank you, Jack. And I am a senior retirement planner and founder of Retirement Planners of America. And uh, we are a firm that specializes in retirement planning. So we work primarily with people who are over 50, who are retired or retiring soon. And all of the ideas that we talk about on this show, these are the very same ideas that we talk about with our beloved and most valued clients. And uh, See, we, a lot of this is ad lib, isn't it? Well, Jack, as a matter of fact, it is all ad lib. <laughs> which is what makes this show fun. And, you know, uh, since we work primarily with people who are over 50, who, ha who are uh, retired or retiring soon, then what we look at is uh, two goals. One is we want your money to last as long as you do. And then secondly, we want you to have financial peace of mind. And, uh, you know, we consider your retirement your second childhood without parental supervision. And Very interesting. Yes, it is very interesting. But we also uh, think of that because we want you to go play. We want you to have fun. We want you to relax. We want to worry about all this boring financial stuff so that you don't have to. And, you know, I was talking to a client the other day and he said, I know, Ken, you're always telling me about the second childhood without parental supervision. But right now, COVID has us grounded. It's like my parents grounded me. I'm stuck at home now. I can't go out. Um, well, that is uh, most very likely true, but you know what? Uh, I think that uh, this will pass. I, I certainly believe that uh, the pandemic will pass and we'll go back to our normal life. So I, I hope that- I'll be back. Yes, I think we'll be back. So we're gonna talk now about, uh, you know, fundamentally, we believe, uh, since we work with people who are retired or retiring soon, that your retirement should be, you should run it, you should manage it like running a business. Okay. In other words, you need to think of yourself as a business person. You're running a business and you have inflows, you have outflows, and you have net income. And uh, so you run your retirement like a business. Because now that, now that you're retired, you probably aren't going to have wages. And without wages now, it's basically on you to manage your investments, to manage your sources and your uh, inflows and outflows, and to run your, your retirement like a business. And, you know, I remember uh, when I was in MBA school, and uh, we had uh, um, a billionaire come and talk to us, a very successful man. He had uh, started, I believe, 35 businesses and, and sold them all. <laughs> he was a serial entrepreneur. And uh, he said, you know, he asked his group of, uh, you know, very smart MBA students. He said, okay, let's imagine for a moment that you have a business and 50% of your revenue is coming from one big customer that you have. Okay, and that customer walks in the door one day and says, you know what, we've had a nice relationship, you've done a great job, but uh, I'm gonna go to a competitor and I'm leaving as of tomorrow. So suddenly you have now lost 50% of your revenue. What do you do? Well, you know, all the smart guys uh, in our class, you know, all the young people, we raise our hand and we say, well, we get our salespeople out there and start shaking the bushes and try to get new customers to replace the one we lost. And he said, wrong, okay, so what else? Well, we'll get our marketing, advertising. We'll go on. We'll go on the offensive. We'll put a lot of advertising and marketing to get new customers and get them in the door and replace them. He said wrong. So then it got really quiet because we kind of ran out of ideas. And he says, you know what you need to do? Very, the very first thing you need to do, it is to cut costs. He said, there is no guarantee you're going to get another customer. There is no guarantee that you can replace that 50% of revenue you just lost. So therefore, the first thing you need to do is you need to cut costs. You need to look everywhere to get your expenses down to the, uh, to the levels that the revenue you have now, which is now 50% of what you had, uh, under control. So you got to make some major changes in your business. Well, 
we look at that same sort of thing as what the way you should think of your retirement. And so, for example, let's say that your investments do uh, are suffer losses like many uh, incurred in Y2K in the bear market of uh, two, of uh, 2000 or the bear market of 2008, where the uh, where the the S and P 500, the stock market, went down about 50 percent in both of those instances. So that's an example. If you are retired and the, the vast majority of your income is going to come from your investments and you suddenly see those investments drop dramatically like that, there is no guarantee that the market will come back. I know people say that and you're a long-term investor and all that, but there isn't. You know, the, the, the Great Depression, the Dow dropped 90% in 1929. It took, it took 25 years to get back to even. And uh, Y2K, it took seven years to get back to even. And, and 2008, it took six years. So it takes a long time to recover in, most, in many cases. And so if you have now, and, and you don't know when it will, and you can't continue, in my view, to spend the way you did, if you suddenly see your investments drop dramatically, because if, if the markets, your investments don't come back, you're going to spend it all away and you'll have nothing. You'll go bankrupt in my, in my business uh, uh, analogy. And so therefore, if you see your investments drop dramatically, you're going to have to make some very, very important cost-cutting decisions. It, it could potentially change your entire life. And so we don't want that for you. And that's why in our firm, we have what we call invest an invest and protect philosophy, meaning that growth is important for sure. We want to grow money, obviously, but protection of principle, once you are within five years of retirement or five years into retirement, when you're in that 10-year period, we believe that that period is the single most important financial period of your life. And when you're in that 10-year zone, we believe that you need to be very conscious about protecting your principle. And that's why our invest and protect philosophy is one that told us back in, uh, in November of 2007 to tell our clients to get out of all equities and stay out for a year and a half during the credit crisis, a market crash. Uh, it wasn't until June of 2009 that we said it was time to buy, a year and a half later almost. And then this year, we said to sell in March uh, of, uh, uh, of this year, March 10th to be exact. Now, our strategy isn't perfect. We've had times when our strategy said to sell, and it was not a bear market. Uh, 2015 is an example, 2018. But having a defensive strategy to protect your principal, we believe should be a foundational part of your retirement planning. If you don't have that, you will always have the risk of a downside situation which could cause you to have to cut costs dramatically, change your life, or not be able to retire at all. We don't want that for you. So here's what I want you to do. Our website is rpoa.com, retirementplannersofamerica.com. If you go there, you have several options. One is you can uh, sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners. You just click on meet with an advisor. We'll meet with you virtually. We'll sit down with you and we'll build a plan that includes our invest and protect philosophy in it. We'll also help you make your social security decisions. Medicare enrollment is coming up here this, this month, a very important time. If you're turning 60 soon or if you are over 60, uh, 65 rather, or if you're over 65, this is maybe the most important month when it comes to Medicare and social security for you. We wanna help you with that as well. So we got lots of resources available to you. So just go to our website. It's it's rpoa.com and avail yourself of those. We want to help you if we can. And if we can't, that's fine too. We'll part friends either way. So rpoa.com is our website. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs the fruits of your labor through the use of a living trust. So stay tuned. This is Money Matters and I am Ken Morafe. We are back. This is Money Matters with Ken Morafe. And of course, I am your host, Ken Morafe. And uh, this is the show... 
Thank you, Jack. And this is the show where we talk about everything and anything in the world of retirement planning. We talk about uh, Social Security. We talk about uh, the stock market. We talk about uh, your 401k. We talk about cash flow planning, seven things to do before you retire. You name it, we talk about it. And we try to have more fun than a human being should be allowed to have when talking about all of this boring financial stuff. And uh, this part of the show is where we talk about how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserved serving heirs the fruits of your labor, which we also call estate planning. And you know, um, just to, there's an old thing that says, if you don't toot your horn, nobody else will. So I'm going to toot my horn here for just a moment and say that uh, uh, recently, Barron's named moi one of the, the top 100 financial advisors. Actually, they've done so for eight years in a row. And uh, I'm very proud of that designation. But you know, without our beloved and most valued clients, we would be absolutely nowhere. And uh, so we know there's that no doubt about there is no doubt about it. We know that. And uh, so thank you uh, for, for all you clients. We love you. We appreciate you. And we thank you very, very much. Okay, so this part of the show, we talk about, uh, how, as I mentioned, how to pass on to your greedy, unwashed, undeserving heirs, the fruits of your labor. And one of the vehicles that uh, you can use to uh, make that happen is called the living trust. Now, I believe that the living trust is probably the most uh, oversold, underneeded uh, uh, <laughs> legal document ever devised by lawyers, uh, but that's just my opinion. But I do want to go over with you what living trusts do and what they don't do. But before we do that, Jack, can you play it? I know I'd go from rags to riches. If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty I'd be a millionaire and of course, that is Tony Bennett with rags to riches. And you know, the estate taxes and probate and all that kind of stuff, it's actually designed to do the exact opposite. It's designed to take you from riches to rags, and we do not want that to happen to you. So every week at this time, we have our estate tip of the week. And this week, we're going to talk about the living trust. So first of all, let's set the stage and let's talk about what, what it is. What is a living trust? So a living trust is essentially a substitute for your will. Okay, so think about what the will does. So the will says who gets it, when they get it, how they get it. Okay, so it sets all the rules around that. And that is exactly the same thing that the living trust does. So therefore, and in that way also, the living trust is very similar to your will in that it does not save you one thin dime in income taxes, and it doesn't save you from liabilities or lawsuits or anything like that, okay? So it is just basically your will substitute. So the question then becomes, well, okay, if that's the case, then why do I need one? Why should I have a, a living trust? Well, there are basically, there are some good reasons to have it. So for example, let's say that you live in a state um, where probate is a big deal, okay? So there are states where uh, probate is very lengthy, it's expensive, you know, you, it, it, there's uh, delays and lawyers involved and all that kind of stuff. If you have a complicated estate where you have property in different states and, you, you know, if you're a complicated situation, then what the living trust is initial, in essence does is it pre-probates your estate. In other words, it, it, it sets it all 
as if it had been probated and therefore you've saved your family from all that probate all that complication and all of that now most of you listening to the show that is not the case I, I suspect you don't have real estate in three or four different states and uh, investments all over the place and all of that so uh, for most of you that's not probably an issue the other uh, reason why you might want to have a living trust is that it makes uh, contestation uh, extremely difficult Okay, because if you've gone so out of your way to create this living trust, you've hired a lawyer, you've gone through the whole process, then if you've uh, disinherited somebody or you've uh, disproportionately uh, helped, uh, you know, done th something for one or another, it's very difficult for an heir to say that that wasn't willful and to contest it. And it's also very private. The information is not public. And so therefore, no one can know, you know, specifically what you did and therefore come out of the woodwork and start uh, contesting the thing. So that's another advantage of the, the living trust. And then the third one is that privacy thing. You know, we have clients, for example, that don't want anybody to know what they have and who they left it with. Uh, or left it to um, and uh, you know your will is a is a public document so upon your death anybody can go down and uh, you know essentially like a reference book at the library is uh, take out your will and read you know who you left it to and, and uh, how much and all that and if you're private and you don't want people to know about that then the living trust uh, uh, might enable that as well so there are reasons to have it but I would say for most of you, a living trust uh, is not needed. Probably a will accomplishes the job for you. Uh, the, the living trust doesn't save you on income taxes or estate taxes, as I mentioned, because you can do the same, it does the same thing through your will. So there's no advantage from that standpoint. Now, as I mentioned, if you are over 50, you are retired or retiring soon, then you know that would be something that we would love to meet you. We'd love to see if we can help you. And uh, our website is rpoa.com. And if you go there, you can sign up to visit with one of our retirement planners and uh, what we'll do is sit down with you and we'll build a retirement plan from soup to nuts. We want to look at uh, decisions on social security. You know, did you know that the IRS wants to tax? <laughs> yeah, those guys, they want to tax 85% of your social security benefits. We want to show you how to beat that if it's at all possible. We also want to talk about, uh, you know, when and how to take social security. We want to talk about your estate planning. We want to talk about Medicare enrollment. We want to talk about uh, 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 your 401k. And uh, we want to talk about how to get income during your retirement, income tax savings. So much information that we want to share with you. And we, need, we want to do it all at no charge or obligation. So I think this is the beginning of a beautiful it certainly is. So if you go to our website, it's rpoa.com and you can avail yourself of all of that. So, oh my gosh, you know what, folks? The show's over already. I'm, I cannot believe how fast it's gone. I hope you have enjoyed it as much as I have enjoyed making it for you. We'll see you next week, same time, same channel. Bye bye, everybody. Of course not. Tell the beginning. Information presented should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any of the securities mentioned. None of this show's content should be viewed as personalized investment advice. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and therefore can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. The tax and estate planning information offered on this program is general in nature. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. 
sound effects or anecdotes should not be construed as an endorsement of Ken Morafe or MMWKM Advisors, LLC. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability.